0: Hey, this is Camp Scouts, hosted by me, Curtis Heimberger, and my good friend, Josh Freeman. We noticed that there isn't as much new music being shared
1: online as there should be, so we decided to create this show, dedicated to scouring Bandcamp and finding your new favorite artist.
0: This is part two of our very first Camp Scout Spotlight interview with Derek Florence II. If you missed part one, you can check it out. It's the uh, most—it's the, the last episode we put out. And uh, if you listened to last week's, or I guess the week before or whatever, uh, then welcome back. Thanks for coming back to check out the second part. Uh, I just really quickly want to say... Uh, thank you again to Derek for sitting down and talking with me about his work. It was really cool. And I, uh, I hope we get to do more of this in the future. And if you're listening and you make music or maybe we've had your music on the show and you'd like to sit down, maybe have an interview or something, I'd love to do that. So yeah, let's get back into the conversation about Obureku. You know, the, the, the easier it is to post online the more likely you are to find people at your skill level which means you will find a, a community for you there's probably mm-hmm. a discord like a discord channel or a server right now full of like the next top 40 hits in ah, years.
1: the blossom i i love the blossom i love you so much you're 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 one of my new favorite artists she's from australia she has a song called hardcore happy she has a great ep yeah but like i even love
0: this is a weird way to say it but like Music that's not good being shared. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people like on Reddit who are like, like,
0: unlike the folk punk
1: people are having people people are trusting themselves and like that's what I like. I and that's why I'm not upset about how I'm not upset about how fun music is because everyone's having a good time expressing themselves. One thing about me that people know is that like if you come to me and you're like hey i have a i make i have a song i have art you want to see it i'm like dude fuck yeah show me that art right the fuck now and it's like i don't care what it is i'm gonna support it because you did something not a lot of people do things so the fact that you even want to show it is a privilege to be shown but like you have you should have more confidence and appreciation about your work because you're so focused on the fact that someone may not like your work that you forget that there's a universe with which you don't get the opportunity to do it Mm -hmm. and so you should be a not only should you be appreciative of the opportunity to do the art you should love yourself for for having the capacity to be artistic
0: yeah and i think um i don't i don't believe in the the concept of like creative and non-creative people true i i think um this is not my words i think i saw in a tweet but it was like the reason why most rich people's kids end up doing art is because that's what people want to do Right. We should we should wonder why they don't want to go to a coal mine if you're Will yeah. Smith's kids. Yeah. Um, so I, I think most people do want to create in, in some form or another, whether it be crafting, sewing, um, like uh, working on a car, you could consider that art whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. Um and I, I think um you brought up, like the idea of like the 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 lunchroom table, the cafeteria table. There are hundreds of artists if not thousands that would not be around if it weren't for like the the fist and a big pin beat everyone Man. is familiar with in the capture Team. they um and i think that it plays a very important role um if not more important than radio hits and singles that like get mass airplay like what your friend has to say and the work that you did um with your friends when you were in high school probably had a bigger influence on you than I'm pulling it like a record, like a recent record on top of my head, like Donda did, right? Like I haven't
1: even heard it. I've yeah. heard nothing from Donda, and it's because I learned if I wanted to be original, I had to. Ah, I'm so weird about how I do things, and it's because of my, you know, my mental situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a method actor, and so it's like if if there's an if there's an emotion, I want to explore. I'll explore it and I'll do it on on the Internet because I need people to see what these emotions look like, uh, especially for men. And so there's there's just videos and like just shit of me, like crying on the Internet and like talking about my like situations like, damn, like it's, it's like times where I'm really serious, where I'm just like, like tears are just coming down my face. There's like snot. And I'm just like, that's OK, because at the end of the day, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm a lot. And it's like, I'm doing this on the internet, and everyone's like, uh, uh, are you okay? And I'm, and then like the next thing scrolls over, and it's like, oh, I'm good, everybody. I'm just method acting, but I have to pull from a real place. So it's like, these are emotions I've never felt in my life, but this is my actual situation. So if you, if you're feeling any type of way right now, like, don't, like, I'm just practicing because the fact that you overreacted means that I'm a great actor. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I love, like, if if you're ever con- like actually worried about me, please contact me. However, I will let everyone know if something's wrong with me. Like last night, I had to let everyone know, "Hey, something's not okay." Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out, but something's not okay, and I figured it out. It was like, okay, being an artist is lonely in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Very lonely, uh, especially if you know it's it's it doesn't even have to be your primary focus, but if it's one of them, it's very lonely. You have to trust yourself. You have to. Everyone's seen the not everyone. A lot of people have seen the Kanye documentary or docu series and stuff like that. And everyone's like, "This is what I've gotten a lot lately." Remember, I have not listened to Donda at all. <laughs> Zero. In fact, I actively stayed away from Donda because I'm in media deprivation. So for six, six, seven, eight months, I just have not been watching TV. I haven't been listening to music that's not me or my friends. Mm-hmm. I haven't like. If it's not information, if it doesn't tell me anything about the world, I don't need to see it right now. I haven't seen Bel Air. I haven't seen Atlanta. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. no matter what, while I'm currently making films, while I'm currently making music, there is no reason for me to be influenced by the mainstream. So if I get influenced, it either has to be from my friends or from my life because that's what's going to make it original. Mm -hmm. And so. Everyone's been like, oh, you're giving me Kanye vibes. Oh, very Kanye West and not yay or like Kanye West during college dropout. And I'm like, so what you're trying to tell me is, I remind you of the Kanye West that everyone kind of universally loved. And then his music changed and his life changed. And then he started to fall apart. apart. That scares me because y'all don't like Kanye right now. So if I'm Kanye now, when I'm 26, and it's college dropout phase, and I feel at, like I'm at my loneliest, and I'm reaching out to everyone, and it feels like it feels like people are lost on the concept of object permanence when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,
0: it could be yeah. that people are referring to you as, as Kanye- Strictly as a compliment surface level right
1: and I I, yeah and it but it scares me and that (laughs) and that's what it's hard to articulate as much as I see that as a compliment. I I love Kanye West the artist. I respect who Kanye West is as a father, I get what he's trying to do right now and i'm not gonna like really express fully like uh, uh, this side or that side I just I understand what he's saying as a father. And I also understand where he's been as an artist and i'm really afraid to go into like fall into insanity and it's because i heard i remember the the bipolar album in the first song about like i thought about killing you today and i love myself and i'm like i know who he's talking about all of you are listening for the, how it sounds because you're like kanye's gonna make something sonically new mm-hmm. i'm listening to whatever the fuck he's talking about and we all know his situation well enough to know that he's saying that he 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 is saying he loves himself Way more than he loves his wife. He thought about killing himself today, and he would never do that. And he thought about killing her. And I'm like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And like, how authentic is this emotion? Very, very. And so I got, I'm getting, I, I was getting a bit afraid of like, is the is the whole music artist thing? happening to where people get lost in how my music sounds and not the person behind it because it's not a persona it's my life and it sounds good yeah so Um,
0: is there is there something inherently wrong with because you made a pop album right so is there something wrong with someone just wanting to listen to pop music
1: there's nothing wrong with it at all and i'll tell you why i called it a pop album when i first was like trying to categorize myself i said something along the lines of this was a joke kind of thing that i posted and i was like "Mm, i'm calling my genre of music new wave and the joke is i have songs from 2015 or 16 17 called new wave and new wave part two it was a motif i had sonically and so one of my like Friends, uh, Marquis Mogul, shout out. Uh, he he popped really early as a producer out of Jacksonville, and so like he's been kind of chilling. And so like he was like, "You mean pop?" <laughs> and and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't expect anyone. In my head, I was like, I didn't expect anyone to respond. And I'm like, "You're not wrong, but I'm also right." And right. that's what I that's what I said. It's like a I see what you're saying, and like yes but i want to say it's this yeah and 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 that just kind of stuck in the back of my head i'm like okay by uh someone who i respect artistically and musically they called my 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 sound pop who sounds like me fuck no one who has ideas like me gene dawson gene dawson how's gene dawson categorized Anti pop. Ah, cool. Alright. Anti-pop. Alright. What type of anti-pop artist am I? I'm not, I'm not like I don't know. I don't really still don't fit into any classification of anti-pop because what I hear uh from Gene Dawson isn't the same as mine. It's very punk, but it's very and what I do is punk as well. But what he does is like it's unmistakably pop punk. But the balance is there, like
0: right, yeah. And you're you're also not like Obureku is not like making a mockery of the pop genre, right? Like you're it's, not really it's doing utilizing any it. It's it's, yeah. it's
1: it's it's the it's. So my music can be categorized as y'all don't want to hear me, you just want to dance. Very yeah. intentional. Mm -hmm. um and it's because i have very real stories that people play off all the time and i'm like i'm like you all know that i've actively talked talked or spoken about some of the most traumatic things in my life and my music right and they're just like what and i'm just like what do you mean what you've you've heard my music you told me my album was good you told me my songs are great there's even the one time you pointed out that one of the songs was weird yeah the part about uh, not leaving people and stabbing what what was that about oh yeah that was my freshman year relationship she's pretty cool mm-hmm. what and they're like what and I'm just like yeah that happened that was a thing like life you live and you live to tell the story and it's like oh and then like once that happened I was like oh my god they think I'm lying either they think I'm lying or they think I'm making stories up and I'm like is that how people think this works? And then I was like, oh, no, I, I now have to just be authentic all the time. Because if I'm not, people are going to keep thinking my music is just sounds.
0: Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think there are a lot of people who listen to music who enjoy the surface level, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, to expect a full audience to dissect, uh, like everyone's not going go to go to like your genius page. Um, true is one thing but i think putting free person like putting messages or like putting concepts into your work is for it's like little nuggets for the people who will so that they are more likely to share Mm -hmm. your work exactly um that's kind of what we hype i mean i hype a lot on the show about like how cool it is how many people are making whatever they can with whatever they have um, it's because I want people li- listening to latch onto that idea, agree, mm. and then when they're talking about podcasts they like, they could be like, "Oh, I like this guy," and they'll say my idea. They'll be like, they yeah. show people just making whatever with whatever, for sure. But I'm sure we have people that listen to the show while they're like doing the dishes. Yeah, or, just like, kind of that commute, that
1: back that, that background thing that keeps you going. Like, uh, a lot of people need something background, and it's not that they don't absorb. You know the content on some sort of level, or maybe they are consuming it on a deep level. It's just that you know we live in a world now where you have to—well, not you have to. We live in a world of constant multitasking, mm-hmm. and people aren't gonna always be able to have the the bandwidth or the capacity to kind of involve themselves with your art that the way that you would probably want to and me as an artist i have to understand that and that's why i'm very vocal about how people should consume my art because if you know that i as the artist want you to consume in a very specific way you should know that as the consumer if you don't do it that way you're gonna miss a lot if you right. yeah if you listen to kite it feels like you're just getting like you're getting this kind of plea bargain from a guy who's like, oh, I need this woman in my life because she tells me I fuck up all the time. It's mm-hmm. a very weird, like kind of message to throw out in this fun kind of pop song. Like, and then there's the music video and there's just no woman. He's just kind of spitting game to air. What's that about? Well, watch the show and learn who I am as a person. And you might figure it out, but it's like a, that's the fun part for me is like a, yeah, there's just like, hidden cross promotion going on but at the same time it's like everything's going over everyone's heads and as much as that makes me happy because it's like aha treasure it's like wait find it so now, now i have to say my album is an hour long there's 23 songs listen to it straight through and it's like, oh boy, now I have to expect people to have an hour of free time to listen to this as if it's jazz. That's what I have to expect <laughs> out of people these days. The same people who will throw uh, Hassan Piker in the background of, I don't know, Apex. That's that's what's going on here. And it's like, a ah, how do I demand respect for my project? I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can. I, don't. I, think, I think, well, I think you can say,
0: yeah, like, I worked this long, and so I deserve like this amount of attention if you're able to quantify it right. into a number. But I think that would make you sound like an ass to a exactly. lot of people. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. At some point, I have to stop expecting and just learn to love it. And so to cycle back to Allura uh, and what she means to my project um, during the height of our worst kind of doings with each other. She told me she loved the album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I need nothing else. You didn't like my music, and now you love an album that's an hour long. And it had, and you said, you said specifically, you love it because it's our story. I thought mm-hmm. you'd like it because I put your perspective in it. You love it because it's our story. That means more to me than dropping it, than letting other people hear it, than money that comes from it, because I don't do this music shit for money. I do it because I need to learn something about myself. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you love the album, I kind of don't care that you're mad at me right now because I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm just manic. Mm-hmm. And I'm painfully aware that I'm manic. And I'm trying to fight through that to communicate with you. But if this is where our communication stops, at least you love the album. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what happened with it. And then that just changed my perspective on music to my rebranding uh i just want to be myself i'm i'm kind of tired of the portrayal that i have on the internet of like he's always up to something you never know where or why or when but it's always cool and like high five and it's like no i'm a real person dude Mm -hmm. i'm not a i'm not a mythical creature i'm not some god's gift to earth i'm a regular person who's gone through shit just like anybody else i just know how to effectively talk about it and, and, and make it cool. Um, we should pay a little bit more attention to
0: the idea of your rebranding. Yeah, because when we talked about you, we didn't even call you Flow or Derek Florence. We called yeah. you Moonman Flow, exactly. which is a name that no longer exists for you yeah. personally.
1: Yeah. You
0: said you want to you want to perform under the name of
1: RJ. Yeah, man, RJ. I don't even want to perform. I just want it to be this. This internet alias, if I'm making some music, it's going to go up and I can forget about it and just give it to the masses. I don't care how they receive it. I don't care what it does. It's like, I'm still making interesting music. I just don't have to be that artist. I don't have to book shows. I don't have to promote it. I can just put it out and just kind of have this faceless mascot that is the remnants of my my music career as Moon Man Flow. Mm -hmm. And are you familiar
0: with Emily Dickinson, the poet? Yeah. She hid all her poetry around her house for people yep. who may not know. And a lot of her work wasn't published until after she had died. She had tried to publish it once before. And she had an editor who cleaned up all her poetry to be more uniform. And how he yeah. thought we more uh, marketable for, right. the, for his audience. And she, from then on, was like, I'm not publishing anymore. Right. So with that in mind, I'd like to ask you, if you don't want to perform and just want Mm -hmm. to put stuff online Mm -hmm. and then leave it be Mm -hmm. what is the difference between just like making it and then like sending it to your circle and then just leaving it on your hard drive
1: the difference is i want the the same way that there's a trend of artists especially popular artists like giving something back to the artistic community there's rappers that are like yo rap on this beat yo get, like this verse is like yours put it on something like <laughs> that's happening right now I want to be a part of it I want to make great music and be like hey I, I see a lot of you now have you know you, you do content or like you have a business or you stream you podcast you whatever I want people to have this kind of this 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 database of great music that they don't have to worry about DMCA, they don't have to worry about buying it, they don't have to worry about a lot of things that comes with the pressure of being a consumer Uh, in a saturated market of music it's like how devoted to this artist do i have to be to um you know feel invested and to feel appreciated as a fan and it's like you don't i you know the music's done i like it i'm gonna listen to it my friends are gonna listen to it are you gonna listen to it cool are you gonna use it in something cool you don't have to ask me it's right there so it's like i want something of mine to be out in the world that everyone can access and use because that was the internet growing up get inspired and do some shit
0: do you think people are going
1: to find it? That's the best part. That's on them. Right. You, you got to do the work. I For me personally, I I was exhausted doing the heavy lifting of promotion and explaining my art to people that I learned that it's not my job to place a perspective on something that is meant to be discussed. So Mm -hmm. there's no reason for me to explain my art. There's no reason for me to put a label on it. It is just kind of like, yo, whatever it is, is whatever it is. Whatever you make of it is whatever you make of it. But now it's out in in the world. I think it's more important to have the art out in the world and have people be able to take whatever they want from it than kind of keep it. Keep it to myself. Keep it to my friends, or just you know, have it in this kind of locked chamber of sorts. Because it's like my discography, my extended discography is insane. I have hundreds of songs people have never heard, and people already barely listen to me. So I want, I want to kind of leave a legacy of my music career that feels like a treasure hunt. I wanted to feel like the more that you find out about my music, the deeper my story gets, and then you see who I am and how I am now, and you see that it never stopped. So it's like, whatever you can find, this is who I was and that's how I grew up. And now that I'm transitioning to get off of the internet for a while, it's like a, it's a, it's a, as I say, a a digital time capsule. So it's like when I'm older and the internet's still around and I have maybe kids or grandkids and they're like, Hey, tell me a story. And I'm like, you got time for an hour long album about uh, one of these women that it's one of those things. It's like, I now don't have to tell the story. They can dance to it. Mm Mm-hmm and i think that's beautiful
0: it is very endearing to say like if somebody finds it they can enjoy it Mm. and that's as far as it goes because for me personally and some of my friends when i make something man i want people to think i'm cool because i made it right Mm. not only did you like the thing you then use part of your day to find me and say hey i like the thing you did it's gratifying makes my ego a little bit bigger Because we've kind of hit on it a couple of times today. There's no money. None. Uh, There's no money going out. So just like to hear like, hey, I like what you're doing is cool. Um, Mm -hmm. When I did my first podcast, my last podcast, The Little Guys, I would record all my interviews ahead of time and then release them out piecemeal every week, like one at a time. Mm -hmm. And so whenever, like if your episode came up that week, you'd get a message from me saying like, hey, thanks again for coming on. I just want to let you know that you're about to get tagged a bunch, blah, blah, blah. I was really doing that just so you would respond and say, awesome. Can't wait to share it. Loved talking with you because I'm setting myself up for a compliment. You get it. (sighs) Do you you think, uh, do you think that is inherently a bad thing though? Do you think people should not seek validation through their art and should instead seek participation? Like what you're talking about.
1: I think for themselves, they should seek participation. And I think others should begin to start validating artists. I think we need to stop putting the lens so much on artists, because at the end of the day, we're artists and we're misunderstood. So trying to make people understand us is going to be a lot harder than people just figuring it out, figuring something out for themselves. I'm not even saying get my, I'm not even saying get my album right, because it wasn't made to get right. It's mm-hmm. It was made for you to, it was made with a million perspectives in it. I, I have BPD, so you're hearing a million different people In one line. One of the Mm -hmm. biggest things I learned in 2021 was how to be more simple in my songwriting. I I I was a boom bap guy. I like double entendre. I like this and that. I didn't I didn't know how to just be like phrase and have it be monumental. Like yeah. uh, that was something foreign to me so like I, I took a trip to I performed in Chicago uh, twice last year uh, shout out to TYGKO and Cam Stacey two of the greatest musicians I've ever heard in my life um, and everyone that I heard there and everyone that you know I was put on through the lens of like this is what's popular in Chicago right now for people our age group and our demographic was like why are you all gods all of you mm-hmm. are saying nothing and everything at the same time. There's this there's if you're familiar with underscores, uh, oh my god, Fishmonger inspired so much on my album, down to uh on Like Father, where it goes, uh 200 push-ups, yeah, and a back rub. That yeah, it's me saying yeah, but I get that yeah from uh I forget which song on Fishmonger, but it's like uh I don't know, there's a yeah somewhere in there that's very reminiscent of that. And was like there's so many tidbits of like what I was listening to uh, that I learned that went into the album. That's just kind of, I learned how to make things so simple. Like the, the song, where did you fall? Is this, where did you fall? Where did you fall? I seen you fall from very high. It's like, you watch that. If someone's falling from very high and you watch that and like, I'm just like, i'm not picturing the scene it's like Mm -hmm. like fuck what the song is about all they said was where did you fall i saw you fall from really high let's take that literally let's not try to put any meaning on it let's say like we were at the bottom of a building and let's say the building let's let's really dramatize what very high is let's say you jumped off of a 90-story building in new york and you you watched this happen and they're just you watched it you watched them fall and you didn't you didn't see where they landed? Hmm. That's interesting to me. Like you you saw them fall. You said it. You said it twice. You, you you or you know you saw someone fall from very high. Seeing you say or saying you saw someone fall suggests that you saw them land. If you know where they fell from, well, how do you not know where they fell? And that's a fishmonger, song? And yeah, that's on fishmonger. And it's and it's like these these ideas are being like presented in such a simple way that I don't know what to take from it. And I think that's what I'm supposed to take from it. I think I'm supposed to be someone in this song. I'm either supposed to be the one falling or the one watching. So who am I? And then you have to listen to the album again and be like, oh my God, am I the fish or the fishmonger? And then now you have to be now you have to be like, Am I a narcissist? Mm-hmm. And that keeps changing. The more I kept listening to Fishmonger, I was like, I'm the fish. I'm the fishmonger. I'm the fish. I'm the fish. And I had a battle of like, who am I? And what are my motives? And like, what, what do I do? And so, mm-hmm. oh, who was a lot about balance. Like I said, that kind of, y'all don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. Or like, I need you to ground me because I'm impulsive. Or like, you see the worst in me. But I think that's really cool because no one tells me bad things about me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a, there's this, there's this beauty that's in imperfection. And I tell people this all the time. I don't, I don't have time to be perfect. I stumble all the time. So if I'm going to make big old dream in small town girl. Okay. I don't care how it sounds. I care that I'm learning guitar. If no one likes the songs. Okay. Did you hear me get better at guitar? Cause I've been using samples for a couple of years. Like, and so it's, it's things like that, that, keep me balanced about what my art means to me, but how I can message my art so that you don't have to know me, you just have to have felt a similar feeling as myself. You have to have some sort of empathy in order to take anything from this album if you're not hearing yourself in it. And that's very rare that you don't hear yourself because my words are so simple and so loaded The context is lost. Now you're forced to put your story into my song to be relatable at all. Are you the person grounding someone? Are you the person who uh, needs to be grounded? Are you neither? Are you in a situation completely different? How do you relate to this song? Mm -hmm. And have you been here before? And I think people in their 20s and 30s have been everywhere in every song. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it's really dope that you know I have an album where it, that's genderless. Mm-hmm. I think that's a new thing for me. Is that as I've kind of explored every facet of my being, is like the more neutral my music got. I watched my um my my demographics change from about half and half men and women to. The the women decreased to, like, the 30%. The men stayed at, like, 50, 53. that men actually went up a little bit. Women significantly dropped by about 15 points. You know what went up? But non-binary. The NBs. The NBs are just digging into the music in Seattle and, and Germany and, and Russia, and I'm just like, I made a genderless album. Yo, that is sick. Was your intention to make um... – An album
0: from the perspective of someone who identified as non-binary, or do you think that it is just it just so happens to resonate with that audience?
1: I think I just wanted to let people know how my year went, Mm -hmm. and and I think I just come I come off as a very non-binary person. I've been told I'm mask. I've been told I'm them. I've been told I switch. I've been told a lot of things, but it's like okay. I just know how to tap into these things and it's because I'm very aware of myself and I know who I need to be and when. So it's like, okay, you might catch me when I'm a bit more femme because the energy around me is a bit more feminine, but it's like, if you play football with me, with me there's a chance I'll kill you. And you know, that's not my problem. You stepped on the field. You shouldn't have did that. Right. So
0: um, one more thing I wanted to make sure we talked about, Mm-hmm. Um, Ward and I had talked about the power dynamic between the listener and <clears throat> the person who makes the music, the songwriter or the producer, right. what have you. Do you think that that power balance is equal or is there really a dynamic there that involves power at all? Because I would say whereas it is crazy how so many people can make work have a million streams on a song and not make Mm -hmm. rent. Um, It is not Joe from Montana's job to make sure that you get your car payment because he listened to your song five times. So I would say, I don't think the power dynamic is there, and it is instead with the corporations we're uploading our music to and the artists themselves.
1: What do you Mm -hmm. feel about this? Oh, boy. Great. Uh, I think that the industry side, as far as not distribution, as far as how the industry is trying to help smaller artists, I think they are at a position where they don't understand that the problem is not exposure, it's probably expenditure. Um, I've seen people re-release and rework on a song, one song, for five years. No album plan, no this or that. They, They just can't seem to finish this song. It's not perfect. We spend thousands on studio sessions, thousands on rehearsals, and I've racked my brain a million times of the concept. And I'm just like, when are you going to release the song? And then they release the song. They don't promo it well. They don't do back-end promotion because people don't understand how important re-promoting things are. You don't have to take it back down for timing's sake, artists. Please do not put a song up and take it down because the timing wasn't right please leave it up, wait to re-promote it so people can still find it. That's the best way to do it. Um, But people get so stuck on the timing has to be right or the, the art has to be perfect that they forget that we're flawed by design. So you're trying to make something, you'll always be a step behind because the world changes too fast. So the moment with which you tell me, I've been trying to make this song since 2017 You lost me. I've already felt what 2017, 18, 19, and 20 felt like, and the world is nothing like those years anymore. Right, but Leonard Cohen spent, like, five years writing Hallelujah. And, And you know, there's there's some things that, I'll rephrase. If we're going to go for something popular, so still hanging in the realms of, like, I've been trying to make this song that's universal. Mm Mm-hmm. The moment with which you try to strive for perfection in a piece of art that is universal, you lose because no one is allowed to add to it.
0: So how does that relate to the power dynamic between the artist and the audience?
1: So, so circling, circling that back to power dynamics, mm-hmm. we've come to a point where... It is extremely easy to stumble upon any song in the world. And boy, are there songs out there forever. We're putting up songs from 1793 on Spotify. Oh, my God. You're not. You're. Ex- ah. We made it a bit too easy to find the things that were hard to find. And because we're getting a lot of back saturation, it's very easy to never find your demographic as an independent artist because you don't have the money necessary to promote on the platforms that you need at the same time. So a lot, of what, a lot of what people do is for promotional pushes if they don't know how to do long form promotion and bookings and interviews and stuff like that. They'll usually pay for a lot of media kits and kind of have them release around the same time. Media kits are running people from one to $500 these days. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of these, you see a lot of these newer artists with millions of streams on one song. You're like, I've never heard of this person. How do they have a billion streams and shit? I'm wondering that too. And then you just realize that exposure means nothing, not anymore, and how many people are listening kind of means nothing because the majority of people, at least in America, I will say that this is a very American thing.
0: We have a very North American mindset for this specific thing
1: oh yeah, yeah. uh we're we're not sitting down with music, we're bobbing our heads we're we're overthinking, we're playing seven on seven football we're uh You know, any 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 music that invokes a certain emotion in us that we can't explain but we want to feel is the music that we gravitate towards because we're in the Great Depression three, Mm -hmm. and so we're getting a lot of like. So you know how annoying it is that people that the or not uh, it's annoying. You know how annoying (laughs) it is to hear Mariah Carey every Christmas.
0: I mean, in a way, but also in a way, you. But it, it's, it's part like, of tradition. It's, it's, a, it's part of tradition. It's
1: it's part of tradition. So now, imagine if we listen to, uh, imagine if we were still listening to Old Town Road today.
0: I mean, people are Old Town Road is still getting streams and plays. It's on playlists. You
1: see, you see, you see where I'm going with this now, right? I've been to college parties where they played nothing but the Jonas Brothers mm-hmm. with nothing but party in the USA from Miley Cyrus with nothing but like every hit song from T-Pain from 2006 to 2012 mm-hmm. and I'm like when are we gonna let the music go and dance to some new shit when are we yeah. gonna when are we going to discover these new artists they're everywhere like wh- why do we listen to Lil Durkin and, and 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 um Fetty Wap at everything It's not that I don't like those artists it's just we've been hearing those in all these different environments for years when are we going to let the new stuff really kind of. come to the top and it's like we can't because we're in such a transition between the 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 industry becoming more exposure based and artists becoming more independent and owning their music this is a very unprecedented space where artists are owning their music and so now they're giving it back or they're licensing it different or like they just have so many productions going on because they own it all and it's like now we're getting chris brown 80 different ways 80 different times and 80 different videos and it's like okay what about the 3,000 people who are making music videos that are just as dope but like they just haven't been uh you know the kid who was dancing on MTV back in 2006 like mm. when can we music artists have a lot longer uh careers now and a lot a lot of them are resurfacing so as Snoop Dogg makes more music Snoop Dogg never goes away and now we're always listening to Snoop Dogg and now new artists don't get that opportunity because they're still occupying the space. I talk about this a lot with content creators. Everyone's on the internet, we're, we're fighting for space. We're not fighting each other, we're fighting for space. There's no more room on the internet, we gotta get off. And so that on the listener, now it's like, okay, we made it easy for you to find music online. How far are you willing to go to either like support this artist or go see them live or pay for something physical or blah, blah, blah. That's where the money is, but also it shows that you care about this artist either as some sort of positive influence in your life or an inspiration or their friend, blase, blase. Now what you do instead of just that one or five or 10, even a thousand streams, because that means nothing to me. How did you receive it? What did you take from it? Do you like, are you invested in my work? That means a lot more to me. And if you're not, at least you engaged with it. So, like I said, we're flipping the onus back on the listener, the, the, the onus of marketability doesn't always have to fall on the artist. Mm-hmm. And that's because there's a lot more tighter circles uh, overseas. People go, people take their music career overseas, blow up and come back. That's just the thing. That's what
0: the, the killers did that. George Watsky did that. It's you see my common. point?
1: It, people engage with it more over there. It's it's more common for people to want to really listen to who is this person. And if, if I can't find them in it, where am I in it? And right. But the idea of that. like, you like my music, so you should buy a T-shirt.
0: Like you should do that. Mm, it's something that I don't, I don't personally like. I don't,
1: that. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. I, 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 think, I think expecting uh, compensi- compensatory anything out of a fan base squanders artistry at all. At that point, you didn't do it for the art. It, no matter how much you, con- you would probably need it, or you're striving. In my personal opinion, I kind of don't think it's 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 a hundred percent. You know, because you needed, you needed that art out, or you needed it consumed a certain way. I really feel, I feel like a profit motive kind of taints that a bit. Not hundred I mean, percent, but a little bit. You can be profit motivated and still be
0: an artist, right, Stephen King? wrote Short stories to put groceries on the table. I, absolutely. I just think that the like, if if your goal mm-hmm. is to to make money, and that's fine, because we live in a capitalist society, and you have to eat,
1: so. right?
0: Yeah. Um that's fine but you shouldn't be I don't think you should be mad if you had 50 people at your show on Tuesday night and 20 oh, no. people bought yeah. a shirt I think you should that's great that's fantastic to that's, me. Yeah, I know it's like it's, I, I actually don't just do like really good margins <laughs> oh no yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. It's like a, but you said it and like in my brain it was like yo if I get 3 people to buy a shirt and 13 people to show up because that's mm-hmm. what I've had before I'm am having a, I'm having a ball and it's like Ah, I see what you're trying to say. I do believe that artists have a bit too high of an expectat- expectation of what it means to, um, you know, I don't think artists understand what to expect out of the business end of music yet. I, I think that's what it's kind of like being scratched at. Is, yeah, is well, like that's a, I think there, that's because
0: the music industry is predatory. It's terrible, right? Yeah. It's it's made by and people every, every, who are- yeah built to exploit that um spotify ceo did that uh press conference or whatever where he was like oh you don't need more money for your album you just have to make more albums right uh so i I don't think that the relationship between uh someone who makes music or someone who makes art and the person who enjoys that medium is the Mm -hmm. problem i think it's the the system that we have Specifically, in North America when it relates to music consumption, that is the problem.
1: I like that take.
0: You you talked about um, you don't like people listening to Fetty Wap still, right?
1: There's I, a, I think like there's, at parties,
0: like as an example.
1: Um, I I won't say that if I if I heard Fetty Wap, I'm gonna be honest. If I heard Fetty Wap at a, at a party, I'm gonna dance Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap is <laughs> great music. I'm gonna do it, but it's it's like I literally there, there was a time in college where every party every weekend. You're, you're going to hear 679. You're, you're mm-hmm. going to hear Trap Queen. You're going to hear them back to back. You're going to hear them at 1145. And and everyone's going to pretend like the song just came out. It is 2019. And mm-hmm. those came out in 2015. Great song. Why is it at every party? Change your playlist. Get some new stuff. Get a DJ. And it's like, I think my my problem more so is then on the people throwing the parties. And of course, like that's very specific. But at the same time, I, I think I think we're at a point where as consumers, we hang on to things for a little too long. Just a little too long, just a little bit. Um, there's no problem with it. We have comfort songs and there's you know there's enjoyment anytime a, a record is played. Sure, I'm, I'm just a little bit tired of having the same experiences in, in the real space of music. Mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I can just go home and not listen to Fetty Wap. But if I want to go out and have fun with my friends, it's not that I want to hear music that I like. I just don't want to hear what I heard last time.
0: Yeah. And that that's where the, the idea, like the responsibility uh, switches, right? That's the whole point of Curtis's and I show, and even the expired music podcast and their expired music theory, right? If a song is older mm-hmm. than 20 years, has then expired and you don't listen to it anymore you create mm-hmm. it away um, I think that is for the people who enjoy looking for new music yeah I spend we talk about this a lot on the show like six hours at a time on bandcamp listening to stuff <laughs> that I would never recommend right to yeah. find really good music
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't expect my like my sister to do that or my or my brother <laughs> not or my at friends. all yeah no. no and so if my my sister's 17. Okay. Uh, if she wants to listen to the Taylor Swift Red album for the 700th time, I'm not going to stop her. Because exactly. Yeah. Uh, first right. of all, she enjoys it. Yeah. It's still relevant.
1: Yeah. And
0: she's not the type of person right now to want to go seek out new and engaging art, and that's fine. Definitely. I uh, you said the internet was too crowded. Mm-hmm. I would argue that mm-hmm. the amount of people on the internet make it easier to. Latch on to that 0.05% of people that would like your work. Mm. And if, if you can, if you can find them, that's fair, then you've got five. If you've got like a thousand people who like you work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can sell shirts and you can make rent. You won't be able to live like hot, but you'd be
1: fine. Once you have that thousand, those people grow. Maxi- right. maximizing you know just just maximizing the interest between the fans i see what you're trying to say because yeah it's, yeah it's a it's a path that i kind of it's where i diverted course i stopped trying to um market to new people or market to areas like there's no reason i should do that i have friends and family who enjoy my music i'm just going to directly like be like all right friends all right, family uh music y'all ask me about this all the time here you go mm-hmm. And it's like, whatever I get is whatever I get, because it's not like I'm like, okay, these are my friends and family. They got money. I know yeah, it's like, pay it's up like, grandma, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's not what I take from it. But it's like, as, as someone who's done it for so long, as someone who's done it for free, as someone who like takes time out of their day and like forgoes important shit, like school to, you know, Uh, do something that makes other people happy. There's been multiple occasions where I've been like, I wanna stop music or I wanna take my music down because I don't own it. And so like at any point I can get in trouble if like I don't pay attention to my leases and stuff. People Mm -hmm. don't know how much work that is for a person who isn't signed or like doesn't have a team when it's just me on the administrative side, like how much of a organizational process that is. So when I say something like, I'm tired of being a music artist and I wanna stop, then everyone's like, but wait, the music helps people. I'm like, that, that's not my point. <laughs> and then when I bring that up, they're like, ah, I get it, but it helps. And I'm like, at what point am I allowed to be selfish with my art? Do I always have to be altruistic in my intentions? I think I think being charitable is important, right? So I think if you can help someone, you should. Mm-hmm.
0: I think once it turns into the point where that is detrimental in general, it's not a good idea. If that detriment to you means like, oh, my friend needs a ride, but it's raining. So I'm going to get a little wet. You're being a dick. You should reevaluate yourself. But if it's, and you know a lot of people do this, especially when they're young and like especially like high school age, which we keep going back to, if you're just like investing into everyone's problems to the point and trying to be the mom friend, like that should be stopped. So Mm. if there are points in your life where you're like, if, an, if I find out another, one per, another person is listening to me on Spotify, I'm going to pop. I have to take my Spotify down. It doesn't matter as much if somebody likes the album. Right. Because it is negatively affecting you in a, in a serious way. Yeah. Um, and people will always say, you know, that music is good for everyone. And that is true in a general sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's not my job to make sure that everyone's happy. I think podcasts are great for everybody, but like, I'm not trying to pull someone out of their depression. I'm trying to talk to cool artists and recommend music. With yeah, my buddy Curtis. You know, that's,
1: that, that's it. It's like, at some point we're not doing it we're not doing it for who this is uh, marketable to. It's just, this is what we enjoy. And it's an opportunity for us to make great use of our time. And, and you know, it, it adds to either conversations or adds to the what what people can kind of get for themselves. It's like, there's there's so many interesting conversations to be had and we're not all cognizant of the same things. It's like, I'm very, conscious of what happens in the world because I have friends around the world who I can call and be like hey how's it going in Russia terrible mm-hmm. I shock yeah <laughs> you know I'm getting direct one-to-one responses about these different places and so it's like I have a very precise world view and I might come into a conversation with you know uh, just a bit of perspective that you know people who maybe don't engage so much into these spheres of you know the world and you know it'll make them think differently whether that came through the song discussing the song or you know whatever i think that's as great that we can just kind of get people up to speed with shit that's going on and doing it in a way that's 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 fun you get new music and you get new ideas i think we're winding down
0: to a natural close we are um definitely gonna have to break this up into two parts
1: Man, love it.
0: But I wanted to ask you, we've talked a lot about, you know, you wanting to make sure people know what you're saying Mm -hmm. and you want people to look
1: and listen. Mm. What do you want the listener to take away from our conversation? Mm, I want them to know that you should be proud of whatever you feel like represents you. It can be a skill. It can be a hobby. It can be uh, a favorite song. It can be the fact that you purchased a queen size mattress for yourself. It can be the fact that you woke up today, like find something to take pride in and don't let anyone take that pride away from you. Um, Understand how to be humble and confident, but you know, don't succumb to your humility. There's certain things that you don't have to be humble about and that you should, bra- you should brag about yourself. You should. Just don't be a dick. It's, it's, that's the general rule of life. Don't be a dick. So, like, be, be a bit more prideful and, you know, like, rely on that. The more that, that you rely on your confidence uh, that, you know, what you do is worthwhile or your existence is worthwhile, the better you feel about yourself, the more that you get accomplished. And, the better you'll be able to, you know, get people to see the world as you do.
0: Yeah. So you're about to take your break from the internet soon. Mm -hmm. Do you want to plug your socials?
1: Yeah. Google me, Moonman Flow. And then I'll just come up in so many different ways. And that's that's my thank you to everyone is you get my life from when I was just this, this young strapping lad who was about to go to Harvard to play football to this you know, heartbroken guy just trying to make it work. And uh, you know, it, 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 the story continues in real life. And I think that's the best part. And when you change names
0: mm-hmm. and start releasing music as RJ, mm-hmm. would you be interested in linking to one of those songs here to start your virtual Easter egg hunt
1: absolutely from
0: somewhere solid. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. So whenever that happens, whether it be in two weeks, a month or six <laughs> months from now, I would fuck it. Reach out to me. I would love to put that here. Definitely, man. If anyone's listening at this point, they have to be Invest- a fan yeah, of your music. Here. They have to yeah, be at I least. It, so. It, yeah. So that would be really fun. Absolutely. I really appreciate you um, reaching out to us and saying you wanted to come out and hang out. Um, This has been a great conversation. I haven't been able to do a one-on-one interview with someone in like two years. Mm. I was like setting up my microphone here in the Airbnb and I was like bopping around, testing my audio, getting all my stuff together. And I was talking to Barbara and I was like, God, I love doing this. I love saying it. Uh, So I appreciate it. You can follow me personally at JW Freeman underscore on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at camp scouts pod on Instagram and Twitter and you can email us at campscoutspod at gmail.com with any submissions or anything you've got going on related to the show. I'd love to talk to you about it. Um, yeah, so thank you again. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.